Yeah, just edit me out. <laughs> That'd be kind of a fun episode. Just do an entire episode and then edit out the other person. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you might just get the slightest little hint of somebody talking in the background because of the mic bleep. Welcome to the Cornhole Masters Podcast. I'm your host, Steve G. In this episode, I have Don Neubauer. And hopefully I pronounced that correctly, Don. With the it's color- Neubauer. Neubauer. <laughs> what the hell? That's all right. Everyone butchers it. Don't worry about it. It's a German name. It used to have a U in it way back in the day. Uh, Don Neubauer. <laughs> I'm going I'm, I'm to get it right before the end of this episode. All right, so uh, you are part of, or you own the company called Colorado Cornhole Connection, or iHeart Cornhole. So um, tell me about you. About me? Or about your uh, about your company, whichever. Um, I'm 44. Uh, been running this uh, cornhole company for, uh, oh, I don't know. We've been in business for about eight years now, but uh, I'm a super fun, happy father of two badass, awesome kids. Uh, we've got Aisley that's six, and Wyatt is now four. Um, started off a little late in life for kids, but, uh, you know what? I- I'll take it. They keep me young, but, uh, married to my awesome wife, Brooke for, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to take that back. Um, we always said that if we ever went on wheel of fortune or something like that, everyone always says, I'm going to talk about my awesome husband <laughs> instead of saying that. So I'm going to say my, uh, crazy, weird, fun wife, Brooke. Uh, we've been together about 10 years now, married for this isn't a test. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a test. Uh, We, we, uh, live up in Greeley, Colorado, love it up here. Um, slower paced, uh, moved out of Denver two and a half, three years ago to, to come up here and, uh, kind of slow down to speed up. So, um, both of us are originally from Colorado. She's from Loveland and. I grew up in Denver, started uh, just two miles north of downtown. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah. in case you guys missed that, he is married. He is 44 years old, and he's happily married and to an awesome wife that brings him shots. Yes. <laughs> yes. Crown Apple, one of our favorites. Oh, Crown Apple. That's good stuff. All right. Every time I do a podcast with someone, we always we, we always do a shot during the podcast. Oh, excellent. It's just almost a tradition at this point. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to get caught up then. (laughs) Do myself a shot. It's the end of the day. So, Don, you also claim yourself as to be uh, a Colorado redneck. Why is that? Well, um, I lived in the South for like six years in my early through my middle teens. Um, You know, and one thing I found in the South is – pretty, pretty good manners and pretty humble people in the South. Um, and then I also caught on to NASCAR and cornhole when I was living in the South. Um, and caught on a little bit later when I went to my sister's wedding as far as cornhole, but that's a whole nother story. But, uh, you know, as far as being, being a redneck, you know, I, I love NASCAR, um, to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of sports have become more political than I would appreciate. Okay. Um, but 
NASCAR is one of those ones that, you know, it, it's not so political. It, you know, they go out, they race their cars, and they always go left, as everyone says. But, you know, I, I really enjoy NASCAR. Sundays are my NASCAR days. I, I flip between NASCAR and football, go Broncos. Um, you know, I, I am a diehard NASCAR fan, football behind that, baseball behind that. Um, not a huge hockey fan or anything else, but uh, I'm the I'm a Colorado redneck where, uh, you know, I like to be humble, a little quieter than, than some at most points, and some would argue that I'm not so quiet, but uh, pretty humble guy, pretty well-mannered, and uh, love my NASCAR, love my beer, and I love, you know, shooting shit and... You know, all that kind of stuff that goes with rednecking, you know, mudding and all that kind of stuff. So, so it's a hell of a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Where in the kind South did you grow country up? Country guy in the suburbs. Where, where in the South did you grow up at? So, when I lived there, it was uh, quite a bit outside of Nashville. Okay. In Tennessee. Okay. I spent so, a lot of time in uh, just uh, just outside of D.C. in Maryland. Yep. So uh, a lot of people, wow, that's north. You're not in the south there. Like, actually, um, you kind of it's are. Kind of, it's kind of south. You know, it, it's funny when you talk about the south and the north and the Midwest. You know, I would, if I were to break down the U.S. by region, I would say Colorado's like Midwest. We're not all the way west, but we're Midwest. But no, Midwest is all the way up northeast. Well, east of the so Mississippi. It's weird how it's broke down, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's just me I, I just wonder who broke down the geographics of this country and what they were thinking oh my gosh well, that's crown apple yeah crown apple so you know it's it's funny because um i think actually some of the south is actually coming propping up in in denver because i'll say, say this over the weekend i recently turned 50 and over the Congrats. weekend thank you, you made it. Uh, i made it half a century old <laughs> half uh, you know i'll just Growing up, I turned 25. I got a ton of phone calls. Everybody's like, oh, so how do it feel to be a quarter century old? I was completely ready for the, all the phone calls. How does, it be, how, does, how does it feel to be a half a century old? I got zero phone calls or zero questions asking that. <laughs> because they know paybacks are a bitch. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. No, but my, my lovely girlfriend, she, she, she brought it in correct and over the weekend we went downtown denver and we're riding around one of those uh bike bars dude and those things are like the most awesome things ever and i would almost consider those kind of redneckish too <laughs> exactly right <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen me hop around the back of that thing everybody signs their waiver i'm like oh what waiver i didn't sign no waiver i'm hopping around the back of that thing just, just having a blast so wait at 50 years old on that thing, I mean, did you have to pedal? I mean, once you get up there, you got to be careful of your hips and knee replacements and everything else. <laughs> I'm not that old yet. Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. No, but it's it's funny. No, I did not have to pedal. I was the, the birthday Good. boy did not have to pedal, but I had a lot of fun dancing around and running up and down, music blaring. And it's funny because I was in the back and it was dark and I'm sitting there dancing around asking the drivers coming up behind us going, flash your brights. I'm like, I don't know. Like, Come on, guys, flash your brights. Make it, make it fun. But no, that was a blast. I really had a lot of fun. Good. Well, well, happy birthday to you. Happy belated birthday. Thank you, Don. I just found out today that uh, when you had came up to the shop earlier in the week that that was your birthday. 
but uh, sorry, my crystal ball was broken that day, and you know I just didn't know. But happy birthday to you, big five zero. Thank you, Don. Thank you. All right, so let's jump in and talk about your your Colorado. What is Colorado Cornhole Connection? Uh, you you talk about it's the the Colorado's only full service cornhole company. Yep. Why is that? What what makes you full service? So we do everything. Um, when it comes right down to it, um, we we run tournaments um, for corporate type events, um, parties, uh, fundraisers for you know school baseball, basketball, football teams. So we run tournaments for people. Um, we have a league. We also uh build everything and anything related to cornhole except for bags we our bags we do uh work with another company that uh makes our bags to our specifications but uh you know we do bags we do boards we do score towers you know we have anything and everything that uh is cornhole related so you know we we are that one-stop shop for everything cornhole related um that we're we're full service. You you bring up the word cornhole, we can help you out with it, and we'll we'll get you we'll get you what you need. Now you make some of the best boards here in Colorado and probably in the country. So, did you always make boards that good, or were some of them um, pretty shitty? Oh no, I I continue to strive to get better. Um, we actually changed our design fairly recently. Uh, to, to a, uh, I don't know what you call it. Basically the front brace and the back brace are inset now. So now you got, you know, instead of a flush frame, uh, around, I don't know how to explain it. Um, now we continue to strive to get better. Um, there are a lot of fantastic builders, um, here in Denver, uh, and across the country, but we are always striving to get better. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was try- trying to lead you into that, that, that first set of boards you bought and, and, uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the first set of boards you, bu- you built and how they went from five families and you finally, you got them hanging on your wall yep. and they look like Michigan colors. Yes, they are. <laughs> All right. So, uh, basically as far as like the best boards, um, I, I started out building the shittiest boards ever, probably like most builders did. Uh, my first set of boards, I built for a neighbor that wanted a set of boards. And uh, it was like a half-inch top, two-by-four frames. And Home Depot had um, low stock on a bunch of bolts that I needed. So I ended up using like a three-quarter-inch bolt for the legs, which is astronomical. Um, you know, jigsaw hole. But uh, that first set, I made for a neighbor that had requested them. They said, hey, we want a set of boards. We made a set of boards, and they were, looking back, they were absolute garbage. Like, I wouldn't want to play on them. I wouldn't want anyone else playing on them. What, not even uh, for nostalgic purposes? You know, for nostalgia, yes. I would absolutely play on them. Maybe, you know what, maybe I'll do that. I'll bring out the old 2 by 4 half-inch top boards. Um, just, just for nostalgia. I got some, no, some of awesome. those in my shed, just that uh, you can kind of put another, put another set out there and see. Yeah. No, they were awful. They were, uh, you know, 
we got them to the neighbor. The neighbor gave them to their parents. The parents gave them to some other neighbor. The other neighbor gave them to someone else. And then they ended up getting back to our neighbor that they called us up and they're like, you're never going to believe after four years what came back to us. And this was, you know, 2012 when I made that set before I ever thought about making cornhole boards at, at, for anything permanent. And uh, this was uh, probably about three years ago that she's like, hey, her name is Michelle. Uh, Michelle and Michael which is uh, husband and wife. Uh, anyway, they called me up and they're like, hey, you're never going to believe what showed up back in our hands. <laughs> and they told me that that was the set of boards that they had. And I told them right then and there on the spot, I said, we make awesome boards now, so I will trade you straight across for that, that set. And they absolutely did it, so I have that first set hanging in the shop. So that is one killer deal. You know, we, we went from there and we, we just continue to try and, and come up with new ideas to get better. Um, we try and, and come up with innovative ideas so that we can continue to grow and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of hang with the market. There's so many builders out there right now. You know, when, when, when I started building, there was, uh, two people in, pretty much all of Colorado that, that built boards and that's Colorado Joe's out of Denver and BJ out of, uh, Commerce city. Right. Everyone knows BJ and everyone knows Colorado Joe's. It, it, it was us three when I started, you know, and, uh, you'd go on Facebook and you'd see like two ads for, for cornhole boards. And now you go on Facebook and there's like 500 of them just in Colorado. You know, so, so you gotta, you gotta hang with that market. You gotta have fun with it. You gotta continue to get better. You gotta strive to make the best boards. Um, and, and you gotta find a way to grow that type of business. Cause there's so many people doing it right now, but, uh, we're, we're hanging in there. It's a lot of fun. Hell of a lot of fun. Well, your, your, your boards are almost at every single club in the state of Colorado and some in Wyoming and New Mexico. Uh -huh. uh, down there, you, there's a couple of clubs. You talked about BJ, for instance. He makes his own boards. Uh, so, of course, uh -huh. Mile High Cornhole probably have, most, have, mostly have all their own boards. But They have all their own boards. They have all their own boards. BJ is one of those guys that he, he makes as good a quality of board as anyone across the country. Okay. And there is no reason at all in the entire world that he would he would let anyone else have any any boards in his league. You know, he is he is comparably uh, as good as I am every every day of the week. Yeah. Um, the the fantastic thing with him, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, when we got our printer, we do we do 98% print. So my wife designs them, and we print them on our printer, but the, the stain work and the artistic work that he does to his boards are, are second to none. Uh, um, I would say pretty much anywhere in the country the the stain work that he does, it, it's artistic. It's not just slapping boards together and, you know, having jigs for everything, you know, he, he takes time in that. So, um, anyway, this, this is about Colorado Cornell connection. Enough about BJ, <laughs> you, but, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to pump you up too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he's got all 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 my high boards are uh, 
uh, BJ's boards, which well, are phenomenal. No, you talked about your printer, and, and I was up there looking at your shop the other day. Uh, you, you basically have like a, a 40 by 50 type of garage that is basically your wood shop, and then you have like a, a almost like a 10 by 15 room just cordoned uh-huh. off just for your printer. Yep. And that printer basically takes up the entire spot. You put the you put the boards on top of it, and you, the printer goes at it. And what comes yep. off of that product is uh, off that printer is a great product. So kudos, yep. kudos to you. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. So uh, you talked about a little bit about um, you put on a lot of tournaments at corporate events. The biggest uh-huh. tournament in the state of Colorado is uh, bags, bites, and brews. That recently happened in September of 2021 and happened uh-huh. two previous years to that um, each year. So I think that was your third year this past year. But talk about that and what it took to put something on like that and how that's grown <coughs> over the past three years. So um, Bags, Bites, and Brews is arguably the Colorado's largest tournament. Um, it started... Uh, yeah, three years ago, this this past year was our third year. Next year will be our fourth year. Um, started out in a, a park in Timnath, Colorado, uh, benefiting the Kawasaki Kids Foundation. I was uh, introduced to Sean Logan, the CEO of Kawasaki Kids Foundation, by Nick. Uh, Nick is also the, I would say, maybe the president and CEO of NOCO Cornhole, the league out of Fort Collins. Okay. Um, I was introduced to Sean by Nick. Sean and I and Nick, uh, we talked about having a tournament. And that first year, that, that, that tournament went great. We had like 22, 24 sets of boards out in Timnath. Um, all proceeds went to Kawasaki Kids Foundation, which Sean is the president and CEO of. I think that's what he goes by. Um, or founder of Kawasaki Kids Foundation. But uh, first year, we had like 22, 24 sets of boards out there. Um, we got a great sponsorship program. Uh, for that that tournament um the next year we did it at the uh island grove park outside we had uh quite a few pros show up uh we had devin harbaugh out there and uh jay rubin um no wooten was out there and and uh he ended up with like 30 some odd sets of boards out there um so this year uh, this past year that we did, we, we, we said, you know what? This thing's getting big. We've been doing it on Saturdays for the first two years, so decided to make it a three-day tournament this year, this past year. Um, and we did it on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday night, we had a, you know women's and juniors and uh, a blind draw. Super great time. And then Saturday, we had singles. Sunday, we had doubles. We had three divisions in each. And we had uh, 48 sets of boards, all indoors. And uh, the the rough spot this year was, unfortunately, uh, the ACL popped in a uh, pro shootout on the same day within like a month and a half, two months is when they announced it. And you worked so, so hard trying to the- make sure you didn't uh, didn't overlap oh. with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always tough with that. We We – you know, we put our dates out there six months out in advance or so, and uh, you know, it was unfortunate. But you know, we still had a fantastic turnout. I think we had. Uh, I'll have to look at my notes, but I, I I can tell you that we had at least eight or nine states represented there. We had people from Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Wyoming, Colorado, obviously. Um, but uh, you know, 
it's just a great tournament that is one, well, all proceeds go to Kawasaki Kids Foundation. So it's not like you're fighting for ACL points, you know, everyone's coming in going, well, I don't want ACL points. I don't want to play for that right now. This tournament is just for anyone from the backyard player all the way up to, you know, pro level players. Uh, this year, I think we ended up handing out like twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 in prize money. Oh, wow. So next year we want to do more and we ended up uh, raising, you know, five good figures for the Kawasaki Kids Foundation. So you talked about the Kawasaki Kids Foundation a couple of times. So tell me about them. What what is their goal? And why are you involved with them? So uh, their goal is to raise a crap ton of money um, so that they can build awareness. The, the thing with Kawasaki Kids Foundation is it's all about awareness. Um, basically, uh, it, it's a childhood disease that comes on looking like um, a cold or a fever. You know, and, and a lot of people, a lot of parents think they got a cold or something like that. Well, after 10 days, it's irreversible. So you got to catch it and you got to understand that it's Kawasaki, the Kawasaki disease within that 10 days. Um, other than that, if it goes past that 10 days, it's not going to turn out real pretty. But uh, Kawasaki Kids Foundation is mainly building awareness, you know, building backpacks for kids with Kawasaki Kids found, uh, disease, helping parents with medical bills for the foundation, um, and building awareness so that people understand that, you know, if, if your kids are presenting these symptoms, you need to get in there and say, hey, check for Kawasaki kids, because once you're past that 10 days, it, it's, it's not a, a pretty disease. Um, within that 10 days, you know, it, it's not necessarily curable, but there's a lot of things that can be done to rectify it and, and help out. And uh, Sean Logan, the, the founder of Kawasaki Kids Foundation, his son, Cooper, uh, is a Kawasaki survivor. Now, Excellent. granted, he's, you know, he's got some uh, medical things that, uh, you know, they can talk about. And you can you can look on their site and talk about that kind of stuff. Mm. But uh, Coop's a badass, and he's also the DJ for uh, our Bags, Bites, and Brews. So um, he's, a, he's a survivor. He's got some, uh, some battles with uh, the disease and things like that, but they did catch it before it turned really bad. Good. So that, that's what, uh, that, that's where Sean and I, and uh, so our partners, that's where we come in and we run bags, bites and brews and, and uh, try and raise some money and awareness for, for uh, a crazy, crazy kids disease that uh, you don't always catch in time. No, absolutely. And I'll definitely look up uh, about the Kawasaki kids foundation, maybe even reach out to Sean and, and, uh, and talk with him um but oh he'd love to come on oh yeah oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. And hey. Coop, dj Coop. all right him and dj Coop. all right good yeah oh absolutely kawasaki kids foundation.org okay but uh it's not just the kawasaki kids actually hang on i'm gonna stop i'm gonna leave it recording but i'm gonna go grab myself a beer i'm gonna keep on seeing you pull one up i'm gonna freaking grab, grab one all right there you go. That a baby. All right. Got the nut brown going on here. There you go. Cheers. All right, cheers. I started out with the uh, holiday porter from Sam Adams. Excellent. I bought and this now, variety pack. I've got the Imperial Nut Brown from Tommy Knocker. 
that one's awesome. That's one of their classics that go back like 15 years. Yeah. So now, now I'm good with the bush lattes. <laughs> There's the redneck. Yeah, this, this, yeah exactly. <laughs> See, but this, this Sam Adams sampler pack is mm. really good. Most most 12 packs with the sampler pack, they got uh, 12 beers, three of each. Yeah. This one's got 12 beers, two of each, five different beers. All right, you know what? That's or why don't why don't more companies do that? My math is effed up. I just did my math completely wrong. <laughs> six beers, two of each. There we I go. That's, think it's that's six cool. beers, two of each. Yep. Good job. See you know another uh, redneck system. I don't know math. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I I'm not sure why more companies don't do that because you got the the twelve sampler twelve pack. They got four beers, three beers of each. Well, great. That means if we, me and one other person. Somebody's got to drink. Right. Like, right. It's but, always like, who's going to eat that late, last cheesy bread? <laughs> me. You know, and you all got to look at each other and like. I'll, hey. I'll stab your freaking <laughs> hand off. <laughs> all right. Okay. So um, I'll reach, definitely reach out to Sean and, and um, DJ Nikki or DJ. DJ Coop. DJ Coop. Uh, DJ Little Coop. DJ L- Lil. Lil Coop. Lil. All right. But you're not. You don't just only support uh, the Colorado Kids or not Colorado, uh, Kawasaki Kids Foundation. But we're actually recording this on Veterans Day, 2021. Uh-huh. You also do a lot for our armed forces. Thank you, as a, as somebody who's served in the Navy and I've got a son in the Marine Corps and a, fa- a military family. I want to thank you for your support. Yeah, uh, it, it's the least we can do. Um, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, my, my dad was Army, my uncle's Air Force, my other uncle is uh, Navy, and I was trying to go into the Marines, but that was back in the day when they told you you have to have a diploma, I only have my GED, because once again, I'm a redneck, and uh, anyway, that, that might not be so redneck, I don't know, but yeah, we, we love our armed forces, um, you know, my, our, our family is very, very blessed to be able to, to have a cornhole business. Um, and, and support our family off of cornhole, you know, wow. and being able to support our family off of cornhole in this country, there's people that protect our rights and protect our country. And that's our veterans. You know, they go out there and they put their lives in harm's way for us. Um, and there's, there's no one that, uh, deserves more respect than the people that protect you without, without asking you, you know, it's not like the soldiers are coming up to my door and saying, Hey, you mind if I go protect you? Uh, is that cool? No, they just do it. So yeah, we, uh, we work with for the fallen. Um, we are, uh, veteran friendly in any aspect. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that, uh, if you use the code, thank you 10 on our website at I or, uh, iheartcornhole.com, you'll always get taper 10% off. Um, uh, if you were to call me and tell me that you're a veteran, you'll probably get a little more leniency than maybe the 10%. But, uh, you know, veterans have a special place in our heart, uh, for the fallen. Uh, we work with those guys, Dusky Vaness down in uh, Colorado Springs introduced me to those guys out of Pikes Peak Cornhole. Uh, and basically for the fallen, they, they, uh, help out with, um, prosthetics for veterans that have lost them. And then they also help out with PTSD veterans, getting them dogs and uh, things like that to make their life a little bit better. But uh, 
shout out to every veteran in this country for, for letting me and helping me and putting your lives on the line so that I can do what I love and my family can do what we love. We appreciate you. We love you. Happy Veterans Day. And most of all, thank you. Well, thank you for your support. And I'm going to hold the beer up to the camera and say cheers, cheers to you, my friend. All right. So I also want to, I don't want to let you get off that easy, but um, you also did a project for, in support of the armed forces where you, you actually created some boards and sent them off to uh, Bagram air force base. Oh yeah. So yeah. Tell me about how that came apart. Uh, so I don't know if you know what addicted to Cornell is. It's a Facebook page. Uh, basically there was a, uh, a soldier, uh, based out of Bagram. And he put a post up on Addicted and said, hey, you know, we want to get a set of boards out here. Is there anyone that can help us out? Let us know what the cost is. Uh, I, I did what any veteran would do, and I rallied the troops. And I rallied the troops, and uh, we, we got a bunch of people that, that donated money. Um, we built them a badass set of boards. And on the leg brace, uh, we put the the name of every donor on the leg brace oh, wow. and said thank you uh huge shout out to everyone on those leg braces i think there was like 50 some odd people that donated to the cause anywhere from a dollar up to like five dollars ten dollars and then uh bg cornhole sent us uh two a uh, full set of eight bags for um set of bags to go with them and then we had uh um, bags boards throw in a bag they they donated a bag so these guys these guys got set up but uh basically we made we just made them a really badass set of boards with their uh, combat patches on the boards sent them out to bagram and they got them uh about a week and a half two weeks after we sent them out and uh hopefully hopefully they're not there with uh anything crazy going on hopefully they <laughs> got to bring them home but, but uh, shout out to eric cruz Appreciate you and your unit for, uh, um, you know, working with us and uh, probably one of the coolest gifts that I've ever received in my life. And you might have to edit this out or not, but uh, I'll show you. Okay. And I'll just say that while he's while he's grabbing that, that is a badass set of boards. I saw a picture of them online, and I'm gonna try and find that picture, and I'll post it on my page. Uh, so you guys can see it uh, when I post this podcast. So when they when they figured out what we had done and when we got the boards, they sent us this. Oh, oh, wow! All right, what he's holding up and is they see a uh, Operations uh, Freedom Sentinel. It's a banner, uh, or not a banner, but a kind of like a. a poster basically in a nutshell sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no go ahead basically in a nutshell they sent operation freedom sentinel uh to greeted colorado donna brooke new honor and basically what they did is this flag right here they flew over a mission in our honor oh i love that flag this thing is is Still brings goosebumps and, and cheers to us. It's super awesome. They sent us a thank you letter, 
um, and this flag, we're, we're working on building a flag box for it, but uh, no, they, they flew this flag over a mission on a bomber in, in our name. Which was super freaking awesome. That is badass, and uh, yeah, well, I've got goosebumps. I do. Oh, it, it's so. awesome. You might need to edit out some of the shitty talking or the the bumbling around with it, but if you want to put that in there, it was it, it's one that that's one of the best things that we've ever done. Me and Brooke, when we got that in the mail, uh, her and I were both like goosebumps, like. Brooke teared up. I'm not gonna say whether I did or not. That's none of your damn business. <laughs> But uh, every time that I tell someone about that or bring it out, it, it, it definitely brings goosebumps, and that that is freaking awesome. So shout out to Eric Cruz and his unit out there in Bagram uh, when they were out there. It was it, super awesome to support you guys. Awesome. Yeah, let's get that thing, get, get a flag box for that, get that thing folded up correct, correctly, and get it get it displayed up in, in your yep. house. And Awesome. No, thank you very much, Don. That is everything you do for the our 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 um, our armed forces. Uh, as some as, as a father of uh, somebody in the Marine Corps, as a son of somebody in the Navy, a grandson of, uh, of a Korean War veteran, um, I I thank you. I really yeah. Do. Shit, I thank you. Don't thank me. You're the one that went out there and shot at people and. <laughs> had bullets whizzing by your head to protect me absolutely don't thank me i thank you <laughs> so we talk, uh, you've jumped uh you you stepped in and and helped out the cornhole community especially with uh, eric um cruz uh, uh-huh. and getting those boards out into the bagram air force base for our, our, our veterans uh, and our service members but you also help out and jumped in as a sponsor for the 21, uh, 2021 Colorado State Championship. Uh-huh. Um, what did that mean to you? How did you jump in? Uh, basically, uh, that, that was pretty easy. They put out a sponsorship request out on Facebook. If we wanted to be a sponsor of it, then, uh, you know, message them. I was probably one of the, the first two or three or four people that jumped in there and wanted to sponsor. Um, Mile High... The Mile High guys, they started out in, uh, I think it's Brighton, might be Commerce City, but I think it's Brighton, in a little bitty bar, and, uh, you know, then they went to Softball Country, and they've had a, a couple other venues along the way, out at the church, and uh, now at Bladium, but uh, Mile High Cornhole is, is the original Cornhole League in Colorado, period, hands down. Um, they basically brought cornhole as a as a i don't know what you call it um a league to colorado uh one of the original the original um when when i showed up at my high cornhole i didn't know my head from my ass really i still don't (laughs) um they were already playing out of uh um the bubble uh softball country yeah um, they were already playing out of there. Um, and, and, you know, I'd go on a Thursday night and there, there'd be an advanced crew and a, and a social crew. I'm not sure what we called it back then or what they called it back then, but, uh, it was, uh, the lower crew and I couldn't throw a bag to hit my hit on the board to save my life. Um, <laughs> it, it was awful. Um, I was so nervous walking in there. You're talking about yeah. how I played at the championship. I couldn't hit the damn board. Yeah, exactly. 
couldn't hit the board. I mean, I, I still missed the front of the board one out of 20 bags. But when I first walked in there, I was missing the, you know, front of the, I was hitting the front of the board one out of every bag. But, uh, no, we, I walked in there nervous as shit, you know, through my bags and, uh, anything I can do to support those guys. Um, they're a badass crew. They, they worked their asses off and, and built it from the original crew that was, uh, you know, probably, I, I, I'm guessing maybe 10 or 12 deep out there in Brighton to uh, what it is now. And, and I bet you if they went two or three or four nights, they could, they could probably fill every night. You know, they're probably hitting 70, 80 people out there at mile high, but uh, they also kind of paved the path for, for every other league that's shown up, you know, how to do it. What's your model look like? What are you guys doing? So Thursday nights, people would go in there um watch their league watch how uh bj dave and jason and anthony and all those guys and carwin and uh, watch how they run it yeah. and then you know two weeks later you'd have a, another league pop up you know and now um there's probably i would venture to say 15 to 18 leagues across colorado yeah. but uh mile high cornhole paved the way and uh you know if i can support those guys in any way absolutely uh you know, and, and it also shows uh, the camaraderie and being able to work with uh, competing board builders and competing leagues that, you know, it, it doesn't really matter that, uh, you know, BJ builds boards and I build boards and he they run a league and I run a league. You know, it, it's it really is a Cornell family and, and those guys have, uh, you know, basically been the shining light, and the golden trophy for Colorado for uh, what Cornell looks like. Yeah, you're right because, and I'll I'll just kind of talk about them just a little bit. But uh, I think they started in Brighton at the Copper Kettle. I think it was uh, from uh, what Copper beach? Rail. The Copper Rail. Copper Rail. Copper Rail. Yeah, and then uh, little I little bitty bar. <laughs> little bitty bar. Yeah. Play poker there too, and you can fit like four poker tables in the same room that they were playing cornhole in. <laughs> well, shit. Then I probably just go little play. Cor- place. I go play poker and then get knocked out of poker league and go go throw some bags. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> No, I started playing with them, and when they were part of softball country, and it, it was just, man, softball country is a piece of shit. <laughs> that place, there's a reason why it doesn't exist anymore. They right. sold, they sold that play, that property up for probably good money. But, oh, huge money! <laughs> but yeah, softball, softball country as a whole was garbage. But that was by far the best venue that i've seen in colorado thus far yeah huge amount of space plenty of room high high super high ceilings plenty of lighting yeah yes <laughs> and, it, and big beers absolutely yes big beers big beers but now you talked about um you you've alluded to it a couple times but you have your own league yeah so uh what is that league and uh, i guess you build boards and have a league? Um, Why did yeah. you start it up? So Rocky Mountain Cornell is our league. Um, it, it's a, a smaller league. And uh, right now we are, we are trying to not outgrow ourselves um, just because the venue that we're currently in is pretty small, pretty tight. Um, we don't have a lot of options as far as food or things like that. So we don't want to promote it so big that people are, are coming in and we're getting, you know, elbows and assholes that, that are so close that, you know, it, it's, you literally can't get any more in there. But um, we started Rocky Mountain Cornhole when me and my wife moved up to Greeley. 
uh, we said, wow, there's no cornhole in Greeley. Greeley's one of the uh, more populated uh, areas once you get out of Denver Metro. And, uh, you know, Greeley is comparable to um, your Castle Rock. Um, not quite as big as Colorado Springs or Pueblo, but, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty populated and there was no cornhole up here. Um, so we decided to start a league. Uh, we started Rocky Mountain Cornhole within three or four months of us coming up here. Okay. Uh, with the exception of 4K Bags. I don't want to take anything away from 4K Bags. 4K Bags was actually up here at that time. But uh, um, 4K is now in Loveland. But, uh, yeah, we started Rocky Mountain Cornhole. Um, we're, we're in the process of trying to, um, make this venue better or find another one so that we can get more boards, um, more, more boards, more bags, more people, and, uh, kind of grow it a little bit more than, than what it is right now. Awesome. Yeah. I guess right now you don't necessarily want to sell out and have all your nights sell out and you want to try and keep your regulars up there. So absolutely. Yeah. Uh, keep that, keep that sport growing. Looking at your Facebook page, I've seen you guys go up to Deadwood. You got some uh, Wyoming tournaments you're involved with. You're, you support some. Uh, you alluded to a, uh, a tournament you got going on uh, this weekend for a, a charity. So, what do you have coming up in the, the coming months and and into next year from that you want to tell the listeners about? So um, the, the, the one this weekend, we're actually going up to Wyoming. It's held by 307 Cornhole. We are a sponsor of theirs. Um, actually, next weekend. This weekend is the Kawasaki Kids Foundation uh, Poker Tournament, which is huge. Raise money for poker, uh, playing poker, but raise money for the Kawasaki Kids Foundation. The next week, next weekend is the Wyoming Big Throw. But... Uh, Basically, we, we just try and go anywhere and everywhere that we can. Um, when, when I when we started this business, um, we would travel five nights a week. You know, Mondays we'd be in the Springs playing at Pikes Peak, and this was when we were in Denver, so it was a little easier. Yeah. But yeah, we would uh, we'd be in Colorado Springs on Monday. Uh, Tuesday was our night off. Wednesday we were in Fort Collins. Thursday we were at Mile High. Friday we were at All City, and then. Uh, you know, Sundays we were uh, at 4K as often as we could. Um, and now that we don't have the opportunity to go to leagues near as much as we want to, especially here in Colorado, uh, we, we, we need to get better at that, to be perfectly honest with you. But uh, we, we try and get out in any tournament that we can support or get out to. Um, our kids absolutely love hotels they love swimming pools and they love going to cornhole tournaments so as much as we call this work it's not really work as well it's like a mini vacation so you know we'll take the kids to south dakota to deadwood south dakota for the black hills shootout um a month and a half ago we were in uh um cedar cedar rapids iowa for the clash Okay. Um, hanging out with uh, 319 Cornhole out there. Um, we support, you know, New Mexico, uh, Nebraska. We've been out with uh, Platte Valley. Sorry, guys, we haven't been out there in a while, but we, you know, Platte Valley Cornhole, um, big tournament. I think early December in uh, Vernal, Utah. Um, we'll be at the Clash, or not the Clash, the uh, Triple Crown in January. 
Triple Crown. We are a sponsor of theirs. Huge supporter of theirs. Those guys are awesome. Uh, in Iowa or South Dakota, I think that was January 11th. Um, we've also got mid to late January, we got the uh, Castle Rock Rotary, Rotary Tournament that we're going to be uh, hosting for those guys. Um, we've got our We'll, we'll throw some dates up on the website and the Facebook page, but right now, looking at the the tournament, we've got Triple Crown on April 1st. We've got, holy cow, our cal- calendar's already filling up. <laughs> Wake up call. <laughs> I know. All right, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear me as much from here, but we got the Triple Crown in January 21-22, Castle Rock Rotary on the 23rd. We got another one on the 29th. Uh, we'll be in Georgia for West Georgia Tournament on March 12th. Triple Crown again April 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Uh, Flutterby Tournament, June 11th. Cornell for a Cure, August 13th. Challenge Aspen, August 20th. Uh, Spencer's, we're going to try and make it out to this year, uh, August 26th, 27th, 28th. Um, we got the uh, Bags, Bites, and Brews on uh, Labor Day weekend again, 2nd, 3rd, and 4th of September. Infinity Foundation on the 10th of September, back in the clash on the 23rd of September, and uh, many, many more dates to come. Oh my gosh, I'm glad you, you talked about that. And shoot, shoot the color uh, the the Castle Rock Rotary Club. I may, I, I think I'm going to be back from Jamaica. Uh, nice. So I'm I'm about to come down and then uh, set up my 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 equipment and and yeah, interview you guys again. Absolutely. No, but I look forward to the... That that one's a pretty chill tournament, but they always get a few sets of boards from us, and then they send them to local artists. Okay. And the local artists paint them, and then we go back, clear coat them, and finish them. But the the boards that they come out with are are pretty awesome, and then they raffle them off to to support them. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, That's a fun tournament that we've done... I think this will be the third third year for us. Okay. Hosting that one, heck of a lot of fun. Awesome! I'd love to see if you know what. Sidebars. I've a couple of years ago. I used to travel for business all the time, and one of the times I travel, I went down to Sao Paulo, Brazil. And during my time down in Brazil, the the hotel I was staying at actually had a art competition where they brought in a couple of artists, and they had an hour you paint whatever they wanted to and then at the end of the hour they judge them and declare a winner and narrow the field down in half and then the next hour they'll they'll paint another thing and they, they'll determine a winner from there it was yeah. awesome just watching these guys uh, go at it and pull stuff right out of their ass and put it right on the canvas right. yep it's crazy so uh, i'm actually Absolutely. really looking forward to seeing what uh the rotary club down in um uh, Castle Rock comes up with it's a good tournament, and, and that one is uh, you know, plenty of room, plenty of space. They got good food trucks out there, but that one, that one is probably one of the more just absolutely chill tournaments. Just relax, chill, show up, play, 
Um, they've got a good check-in process. Of course, we've got a good check-in process using Scorholio. But uh, that that's probably just one of the more relaxed tournaments that you just show up, you play, you have a good time. You don't need to have a super high or, you know, you don't need to worry about skill levels or anything. It's just one tournament. Benefit, you know, they got some good raffle items out there, and it's just kind of a chill tournament. Awesome. So if you're listening to this and you're not one of those pro players, you're one of those social players, even just uh, kind of an advanced player, get out there, put that on your calendar, uh, go out and support local artists. And uh, we'll hope to see you down at the uh, the Castle Rock Rotary Club in uh, what's January 23rd, you said it was, right? Uh, January 23rd as of right now, yes. Awesome. But. W- yep. Take a look at the uh, Facebook page and for Cornhole Masters, and we'll have that event on our calendar. Or we'll link to it and share it so you guys can uh, take a look at it right there. But, you know, you talked about bags, bites, and brews coming up again in Labor Day weekend of 2022. Yep. Uh, so you kind of alluded to me just a little bit how it's just grown from uh-huh. where it was three years ago. Where are you looking to take this? Because last year was your first year inside. And you loved having it inside because yep. everybody could just leave all their all their shit set up. Where are you looking to go in the two, three years down the road for, with uh, bags, bites, brews? So, basically, the the one thing we're not going to do is we're not going to hinder growth. Um, we are going to hand out money. We're going to make it worth your while to come out and play. We're always going to have great sponsors. Uh, we have some huge sponsors like Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Um, that that always support this place, but we're we're not going to hinder growth. We've already got plans that next year we're we're going to be in the same building that we were this year. Um, that that will easily hold uh probably fifty five sixty sets of boards in there, and we can rearrange things so that we can put more boards in there and put you know sponsors and tents and things like that out in the the other lobby, but. The one thing that we're not going to do is we're not going to hinder growth. So um, we're going to continue handing out off awesome raffle, raffle prizes. If I can talk now, <laughs> I think that shot might be hitting me. But um, Brooke, give them another one. Bags, bites, and brews because we we have a crap ton of bags um, that that people sponsor. They'll send us bags, um, and you know we had uh, a huge bag following this year. We had all cornhole. We had uh, Low Life Cornhole, Low Life Cornhole uh, out of uh, Denver, Jeremy Wilkes. We had TG Bags out of New Mexico. We had uh, Reynolds Bags uh, sent us some bags. And, and that's where the bags part of Bags, Bites, and Brews comes from. Bites, we had a couple few food trucks out there. And then Brews, you got to have beer. We always have beer out there. So we're, we're going to continue to hand out good money. Um, as long as we have lots of things coming our way so that we can raise money for the foundation because that's what it's all about first and foremost is raising money for Kawasaki Kids Foundation. And as long as we can grow the tournament and make plenty of money for the foundation to take care of all those kiddos that, you know, Sean works really hard to stuff backpacks for them and things like that. As long as that balance is there, the tournament is supporting itself. We get plenty of sponsors that you know send us money to take care of the prize pools and things like that and then the foundation is making the money that it it needs to make we're not going to hinder growth 
we've already got another venue that if we need to go to 80 sets of boards, we've already got that set up. So, um, you know, this year we're definitely going to be in the, in the same building we were. I'd love to see us, you know, in 2023, get out there in uh, the next size building, which is right next door and just, you know, have 80, a hundred sets of boards and, you know, have it still be three days and just blow it up and, uh, you know, handing out, um, it'd be, it'd be a hell of a lot of fun to hand out 25 grand or 30 grand in prize money and then, uh, you know, raise a good 30 to 50 grand for the foundation. Absolutely. And revel the size of the, what, uh, what, uh... There was a cornhole tournament out in California this past year. But they, I think they say, "Yep, yep." Largest in the world. Largest in the world. Hopefully, we you can revel that size and bring it I, to Colorado. I don't think I'll ever revel that tournament. <laughs> man, that thing is just so huge. But uh, man, that that tournament, holy cow! You know, to even you know, in a couple few years from now, if we can even be brought into the same conversation as that tournament. Um, that, that'd be a, an epic feat, but, uh, you know, Spencer's is badass. Um, everyone from around the entire country goes to that tournament. And if we, if we could even get close to being able to do what they, those guys do, man, we'd be super proud. We'd be super happy with, uh, that kind of turnout. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Don, this has been a ton of fun. I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day and, and time out of your, your busy week and all the boards you build and, and the family time you're missing right now um, to get on here and talk to me, uh, a growing podcast. Uh, much appreciated. Thank you so much. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. I'd love to be back on again sometime and uh, talk more smack, but uh, go uh, NASCAR. Go Brandon. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't necessarily want to make the, uh, well, go NASCAR, <laughs> but uh, I don't necessarily want to make the Colorado Kids Foundation uh, solely about Sean and, and, and DJ Koo, or Lil Koo. Um, I want to I want to bring you back on with them so you can just so they can, uh, they can talk about how they sponsor you uh, and your company and your they're your partner. Yeah. Uh, so the three of you can come uh, come together and, and talk about that growth. So let's plan yes. that out and talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. Yeah, it'd be then, fun. And then you talked about one other thing: is that uh, you don't want to hinder growth uh, for the bags, bites, and brews, and that includes all the players. Uh, in an upcoming podcast, you're going to hear from the ladies in cornhole. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to be bringing your wife on as a as as a uh, as a host uh, or as a guest uh, on that interview. So that uh, we get a, a team of um, ladies in cornhole talking about the state of cornhole and how uh, see what, how we can grow the sport and get more women in this sport because we do need more women here. So. Well, I'll tell you right now, with the uh, the women that I've heard that you might be bringing on, and this is this is uh, this is just my thought. I could be way off base. Basically, I think that. Uh, if you do it on a Sunday, you get them some mimosas. <laughs> you can do the introduction. Welcome to Cornhole Masters. I appreciate you ladies coming on. And then... I'm going to step back. <laughs> you can just hit the, the mute button, and three hours later, you can come back after a NASCAR race or whatever and say, oh, man, you ladies have been awesome, but that three hours in between, oh, my gosh, you're going to get so much fun that... Uh, 
that's that's going to be a podcast that I would love to listen to. You get some mimosas, get them all together, and that's going to be a hell of a, a women's podcast right there. <laughs> I'm going to make that happen, and you know what? I'm going to come <laughs> in and say, all right, ladies, they finally turned right in the NASCAR race because he had to pull into winner's circle. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. I'll, I'll even supply the mimosas for him because you, you got to get them in there. You got to get them loosened up a little bit, and then it's going to be, it's going to be nonstop for you. Oh, it's, it's going to be fun. Be a lot of fun. That's going to be a good podcast. Absolutely, uh, and I want to thank you for suggesting it because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. I don't know what you're going to do for uh, the next game. But... <laughs> Oh, man, it's going to grow. It's going to grow, my friend. It's going to grow. All right, awesome. But Don, thank you so much. Yeah, buddy. <laughs>